versus the World Productions. Scaring normal people on the internet since 2010. www.vtwproductions.com I am Gnomewise. I am Gonora. I am Iolite. I am Daxa. I am Grail. And I am versus you. I am versus you. And I'm versus you. I am versus you. And I'm versus you. Casually Hardcore. Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. GMT. Only on VTWProductions.com. Welcome back to Versus the World Radio's coverage of Phoenix Comic Con 2012. This is an episode of Alpha Geek Interviews. With us today is Randy Milholland, creator of webcomic extraordinaire Something Positive. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Yeah, it is morning here. Yes, I'm not it sure is. when you're listening to this, but we're really tired and don't have enough caffeine. And, and a Dalek just went by our table. A Dalek did just go by our table. A There's classic Dalek. Something you don't see every day. They've had like 65 revisions of them over yeah. the years, and now they look like like minivans. My my favorite version of the Dalek was the comic strip. They used to do a daily comic strip, or, or like not, maybe not daily, but maybe maybe weekly comic mm-hmm. back in in uh in England. I guess it didn't. Ha- it started off with continuity of the co- the show and went and off. It went on off its on its own. Yeah, and they got kind of weird. It was kind of neat. That's kind of the daily comic strips can can take. Things that are canon, like well, the Spider-Man comic, has gone off in its wacky own. Well, dimension. I respect that you know, like Stan Lee uh, still does the the Daily Spider-Man comic, and actually, at one point, they did try to follow the whole New Day where Peter Parker wasn't with Mary Jane anymore. Right, and then like a month later, like yeah, you know, they actually put a note in the comic saying we are reverting back. Yeah, <laughs> it, it never happened. Yeah, These are not the droids you're looking for. You know, um, uh, Stan Sakai of Usagi Ujimbo letters huh? that comic. Really? Yeah, I did not know that. Uh, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. Watch, someone's going to Google you. Google like, so he was wrong. wrong. He stopped doing it. I'm pretty sure he does. I think he actually letters a comic. Awesome. Small world syndrome. Yeah. So the world can find you at the following URL. I'm at somethingpositive.net, and you are one of those rare breed of people who's actually managed to make your living. Off of your art. Yeah, and June, uh, mid-June, it will be eight years I've been doing this for a living. Um, I started the comic off as a hobby. Oh, should we? <gasps> we'll fix it in post. Oh. Do, 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 do. It's not as bad as last year where they were doing it every other minute. Every, hey, anyway. every two minutes. So yeah, uh, as of mid June, I will be doing this for eight years. I started off in two thousand, late two thousand one, as a hobby to pass time between acting gigs, um, and I went from basically making no money off the comic at all to it being my job. And I'm very fortunate. It's hard work. Um, if I screw up, it's all my fault, and I can blame no one. But when things go right, it, it's it's something I can kind of bask in. Ask in the glory of the internet adulation. <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh. The power of the interwebs coming to your doorstep. <laughs> that has happened a couple of times. It was not a thrilling moment. I bet not. Yeah. So the, the phenomenon of the internet stalker is a very real thing? Um, it hasn't happened to me in years. I had, when I first started the comic, I was living in a little uh, mother-in-law apartment in Massachusetts, town called Waltham, Massachusetts, and uh, the phone company screwed up one month, one year, and... Um, and listed my phone number. Lovely. Which, you know, they, they apologize for it, but once it's listed, it goes online, too. Right. And you'll never get off. And so I had readers who would find my address and show up randomly. And some were really nice guys. So there were a couple of, a couple of Brandeis guys who showed up drunk as hell. 
Um, and they just, they just wanted to come by and say hi, you know, thank me and give me 20 bucks for the comic. And there's like, they're really sweet. And then you had other people who came by to complain at you or were a little more obsessed on you. Well, just the fact that someone would think that it would be okay to show up at your doorstep unannounced and uninvited. Yeah. Well, we had actually really cool. What's funny is I, I briefly had a fear. Um, the people I, I live above now actually are readers of the comic. And I was like, <laughs> oh, but they're actually really awesome people. So I'm like, oh, cool. I don't mind this. Because like when they first told me, oh yeah, we read your comic, my mind went to, oh god, oh god, oh god I, I'm gonna be a skin suit or I gotta move. <laughs> but like they, they like they, they seem like they're well adjusted. But yeah, you know, that's happened to me before. But no, they're actually really cool people. Yeah, most serial killers look like everyone else. No, these are yeah. Thankfully, like they're they're just you know your run of the mill awesome geeks you know who kind of do their thing and have a corgi puppy that I kind of want to steal from them. Oh god, I hope <laughs> they never hear this. Because I'm sure we can send them a special download. <laughs> What's it worth to you for them never to hear this? Uh, not that much, I'll be honest. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> All right. So the characters in your comic began their existences loosely based on amalgams of people you actually knew. Some were based off, directly based off friends, but they're based off specific aspects of them. Okay. Like Aubrey drew her inspiration from my friend Clarion Harp, who is a voice actress, and she works at Funimation over, uh, I think, I want to say QC for uh, DVD and Blu-ray production. Um, and uh, Jason is based off my friend Josh, who I did theater with for years. Um, there is a T-Bob, there's a Jim. Uh, some characters like Mike and Charisma were amalg- and Monette were amalgams of people I've met over the years. Excuse me. Um, as the strip progressed, like I'd say within the first year, the characters started divorcing themselves more and more. Well, that's the thing. If you're going to base characters off people you know, you need to make those characters their own people as fast as you can. Because otherwise, it's just limiting what you can do. Um, I still, like, if there's something really major going to affect a character, I'll talk to the person I based them off of and say, hey, is this going to bother you? I've never had anyone say, don't do that. It's usually like, uh, the character's not me anymore. I don't really care. Yeah. No one's so. going to blame me for something the character does. Yeah. Well, no, you, it has happened, actually. <laughs> Some of the cast members have met readers who um, who gotten very angry about stuff. Like, I respected Aubrey till she got married. And Clary's like, I'm not married. What What the, what the hell? <laughs> had, a, had a catch an F-bomb there. I don't know if you guys swear or not. I care not one whit. Oh, fucking great. Uh, now it's everyone with me, like, fuck or cunt or cock. Just, it's, it's liberating. Excellent. We just, we just throw the explicit tag on this and run with it. Okay, cool. Anyway. Um, before we run out of time, because we're going to start doing their walkthroughs here, yep. I'm going to get all James Lipton on your ass. Oh, God. And hit you with the standardized Alpha Geek Interviews slightly modified questionnaire of doom. Okay. So what is your favorite word? My favorite work? Word. Word. Oh, ambidextrous. Ooh, that's a fun one. Uh, oh, fun to my, say. My next one is uh, ambiplexus, which is how frogs have sex. I like that. Yeah. That's right up there with cloaca. I always swore if I had a, a band, it would be called ambiplexus. The ambidextrous ambiplexus? Yeah. That'd be cool. Hmm. I like that. What's your least favorite word? Um, shit. Uh, colonoscopy. Because I'm almost 40 and that's coming up. It is coming. Yes. <laughs> I have, I have had my first encounter with Dr. Jellyfinger. And, oh. um, no. I, yeah. I Hi. <laughs> yeah, no, women have it much worse. Danielle's raising her hand, like, really, boys? I had it at, like, 20. Oh, mm-hmm. ah. Danielle says she had it at 20, and that is... Yeah, that was the first thing ever stuck in my ass. That was the first thing up your ass. Well, good day, madam. Uh, <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. Um, you'll get your turn on the mic later. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that more. Spoilers. 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 We'll Danielle has post. had a doctor's hand up her butt. 
you're a little afraid it's going to hurt. You're more afraid that it's not. Eh. Moving along. Open new doors. <laughs> Hands in new places. Yep. Uh, where did we leave off? That's the least favorite word we have. What turns you on, creatively, spiritually, whatever? Uh, what turns... Um... Just detailed continuity. Like I, I enjoy a story that you find. I these like Futurama, or even like there's a cartoon called Scooby Doo uh, Mysteries Incorporated where mm-hmm. you see a couple episodes like oh that's called stuff that's kind of funny throwaways and it all comes back later like no this is actually canon and yeah. there's actually something to it. Uh, Futurama has has this weird rock solid canon to it. Yeah, they, well, they obviously have a story bible and they stick to it. Well, things you, you things in the first couple seasons that were jokes come back later is actually important. Yeah, I respect that. I, I am a massive fan of Futurama. I was very glad when it was revived, and we're looking forward to the new season here. Yeah. I could go on and on about that one. <laughs> what turns you off? Um, I would say, for comic-wise, people who work inside jokes in, and that is... Uh. No, I don't mind inside jokes in there. Like, I have done that, too, but like that's the whole punchline. You can't expect an entire audience to enjoy the inside joke you share with your BFF. Do you, in fact, you know, want new readers or not? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, like I said, you can work them in, but you can't make those just that. That's the punchline. Oh, it's a joke that only my best friend gets. Well, that is great. Kind of waste of bits there. Yeah. What is your favorite gadget? Uh, my favorite gadget? I like I, those hand crank ice cream makers. Oh, yes. Because uh, I am, a, as my friend Melody calls it, a fatty, fatty, no friends. <laughs> and uh, I I love hand cranked ice cream. Mm. See, I am I am 21st century, so I at least have a mechanized one. But I love homemade ice cream. That is that I, and home brewed beer. Mm. I found a website that has a bunch of old like Disneyland and Disney Park recipes. Really? And they used to do a thing called Citrus Swirl at the, uh, Disney World. And it's basically like a push up pop. Mm-hmm. And I they had the recipe on how to make it. And it's just like a cup and a half of heavy cream whipped. Mm-hmm. Um, a third of a cup of sugar and a can- twelve ounce can of orange juice concentrate. So it's like creamsicle of doom. Basically, you whip up, you whip the, the heavy cream, and then you add in the sugar and the uh, the orange stuff, and you mix it, and you let it freeze overnight, and it's just mm. basically a push up pop in a mixing bowl. Now I'm hungry. Yay! What is the nerdiest thing you've ever done and been ashamed of? Well, God, that that's a hard one. Um, <laughs> when I was thirteen, my my best friend Brandon's and, and Colin, we used to play, uh, uh, God, Gamma World mm-hmm. from T- then TSR. Yes, and it was a third edition, and we loved it. But we played it over the phone, and we played it over the phone so we could each sit at our own PCs and play Wasteland, another post-apocalyptic <laughs> role-playing game. At the same time. So we're each playing two different, one game to each other. So we're basically just trying to optimize the amount of, this is Saturday, how we spent Saturday nights, age 12 and 13, playing post-apocalyptic role-playing games. I'm not sure you should be ashamed of that. <laughs> uh, it, it started me down a road I'm not sure about. <laughs> oh, no, there is something actually worse. Okay, um, I did correct a local comic book shop owner on Harvey Comics continuity because he talked about, you know, um, hot stuff, hanging out with Casper, the friendly ghost, and Richard Rich. I was like, actually, those are separate continuities. Hot stuff was never part of the continuity with Casper until a recent reboot that was done by a licensed company. He's like staring at me. (laughs) How do you know that? I'm like, "Uh, excuse me, some of us have been reading these books since we were four. (laughs) Yes. 
And then I these just, things are important, and you should know that as a comic book story. I after like as soon as it left my lips, I realized what I'd done, and I was like, "Oh, not only am I that guy, I'm yeah. that guy involving Harvey Comics." <laughs> that is fairly awesome. Now, what is the nerdiest thing you've ever done and been proud of? Oh, uh, I think making a living off of a, doing a web comic—that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty, actually, you know, I um I got two different cards in Munchkin. Mm-hmm. In uh, Munchkin 3, Clerical Errors, the Redneck Tree card. Okay. Because uh, uh, I grew up on Steve Jackson games. Yes. And I also... He did a, an expansion called Munchkin Dice. Yes. Which has been re-released as Munchkin Reloaded. And there's a card I designed in... Oh, well, I did the art for it. And it's based off my comic called the Rocks Fall, Everyone Dies card. <laughs> and it's the I can't win, so you can't win card. And it just... If I'm so, going, I'm taking you with me. It is. It is it, everyone loses card. And, awesome. And uh, I was pretty proud of that because... A, I got to know Steve Jackson, who uh, you know, is a childhood hero. Yes. And uh, I got to be involved in games I've always enjoyed. That one is uh, very high on the geekometer. Yep. I am, I am somewhat envious of you. <laughs> Actually, extremely envious of you. What is your favorite curse word? Oh, man. There's so many to choose. This one, people agonize I've been calling people dickhole a lot lately. I like dickhole. That's, that's, that's a recent favorite. Yeah, it's a recent. I've been calling dickhole. That is and not a, a, an uncommon one. Very good. Yeah. Um, and let's see. We have. I'm missing. I'm skipping one. Oh well. So finally, the God one. Of course. I, aside from the fact, I, I if I met God, I'd be like, "Oh shit, you're real." Yes. Uh, I imagine well, it's premised. It's premised with if heaven exists. If heaven exists, what would you want to hear God say? Well, when I you still arrive? say, "Oh shit, you're real." True. And um, then I'd be like, "So." I think there'd be a litany of things I'd want explanations for. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be in heaven very long for questioning authority. <laughs> I think we have this other place for you. Um, yeah. You can ask all the questions you want. Uh, yeah, it'd be a lot of, so, can you explain some things? that Maybe you haven't been paying attention to getting memos, what's going on downstairs. <laughs> and there I... stuff being done in your name. Yeah. You look in on us every once in a while. I want to talk to you about some of your representatives. Now, some of them are sweet. Some of them got the memo, and the others are kind of taking company policy and directions. Uh, go look at it. You're kind of attracting the sociopathic types. We might yeah. want to work on that. <laughs> so, some things happening with babies and <laughs> uh, clergy. Maybe you haven't heard about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all your <sighs> Catholic attendees have just, uh, or uh, listeners have just turned off. I know. I I was raised Catholic. I am therefore not religious. Yeah. Upcoming fun and interesting things, or you want to do some dramatic foreshadowing for uh, things people can expect in the strip in the next um, little bit? About to bring Charisma storyline back. I will wrap up the Mike Pythagorean stuff probably mid-2013. I'll wrap up Christmas stuff mid-2014. Um, beyond that, I don't like giving too much. I'm not going to give any, like, I don't like giving hints of spoilers because I get people asking for those anyway. But uh, I have two Bear plushes, and we're I am about... Midway through the layouts of book one, finally, so there could be a year one archive, which I've been trying to do for years, but like actually you know, having to sit down and lay it out, which sucks. So you're actually going to do the Dead Tree edition? Yeah, um, I'm trying to do like 20 or 30 bonus strips, which awesome. I, one of them, one of them I drew in my old style, and I was like, that's done. It's, it's all being drawn how I draw <laughs> I'm now. I'm free of that now. Yeah. Don't make me go back. Uh, that was like, Let's try to learn how I used to draw. Apparently, uh, yeah, sorry, year one I drank a lot more. Uh, <laughs> that's, I'm too old for this. So, yeah, that's about it, man. I'm, I'm not too excited. I'm just going to keep doing the comic uh, for, for a while. Awesome. Any words of advice for 
aspiring comic artists who want to try the webcomic thing on for size? We'll start off with about a two to three month buffer. Um, that's what helped me out a lot in my first year. Um, read the criticism you get, even if it's hate mail, but ignore the, the flaming and personal stuff. And actually, even no matter how angry it is, there might be something in there that you can use to make your comic better. So even if it's a troll, the troll might be basing their well, troll. Well, it depends on a part. Like, if it's those trolls, like, ha-ha, I hope your family gets raped. Obviously not. Yeah. But, you know, actually look at it critically and say, well, is this something I can improve and test it out? Um, but that, that's only technical stuff. I would say, you know, keep your story true to your story. Um, when you start changing how your comic is supposed to go story-wise, mm-hmm. it stops being a comic and starts being fan service. And people, once they get the fan service, they just don't care about it anymore. Yeah, the thing that keeps us coming back as as readers, I would say, is the fact that there's actually a consistent storyline. I think we all we all love a good storyteller. Yep, and a lot of dick jokes helps. Well, I mean, that's kind of a given. Yeah, who doesn't love a dick? I, and and again, my lesbian readers like, uh, <clears throat> well, Ahem. well, at least it was involved in them getting here, so they can at least. Respect it for, for that portion <laughs> Res- of their life. Respect it, but necessarily want to deal with it. And exactly. I, I can't really blame them. It's not an ugly thing. It's not a pr- pretty thing. It, it is No, like, and, and it tends to run our lives to a, too large of an extent. So It's like the, the opposite of a divining rod. <laughs> points to, points point, to all the things you shouldn't be going for. Hey, this will get you in trouble. Can't wait. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> There's your sound effects for the day, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for taking time out of your day to participate in Alpha Geek interviews. My pleasure, sir. Once again, we can find all of his work at www.somethingpositive.net. Mm-hmm. Any final words for the listeners before we go off air? Andy Plexus. Andy Plexus. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with more coverage from Phoenix Comic Con 2012. You're listening to Versus the World Radio, Alpha Geek interviews. And we are out of here. <laughs>